word spiritual actually means to breathe. We live in a world which is becoming more devoid of spirituality, of, of connecting to source, truth. We need to breathe less, not more. A person who breathes less is healthier than a person who has to breathe more. If you can make breathing so efficient that you hardly need to breathe to make the same amount of energy, you reverse aging. So once you know that, you can rewire the brain. So they brainwash us that, that they are the answer. The guy with the butcher <laughs> coat and the stethoscope around his neck. Hum. Humming, not only does that produce nitric oxide in abundance, the miracle molecule for the body, right, has many different health benefits from stabilizing blood pressure to uh, antiviral, antimicrobial effects, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant. So it's really good. That's why chanting OM is so good. Hey, welcome and hello, everybody. This is Mike Murphy, Power of Your Voice. And we got a little different background today because we moved our podcast studio from the city of Medellin up to our retreat center, Mountains of Hope. And so we got a great show for you today. Today's topic is, can a human being actually heal themselves from disease naturally? And before we get our guest on, let me just give you a brief update. We just did a, a week-long Cambo retreat. For those of you who aren't familiar with Cambo, it's poison from a frog. You poison yourself or you reboot your immune system. And then we did some other stuff to reboot our uh, nervous system. And it's been quite a week, let me tell you. And so, and we're getting ready for 10 people coming this Saturday for another retreat. So we're super busy at Mountains of Hope. If you want to know more, and if you want to know if you really can heal yourself naturally, and we believe that everything you need to heal is already within you, then go to www.mountainsofhope.com and just book a call. Just book a call with me. I'll tell you about our two-week signature retreat. I'll tell you about our one-week uh, restore and relax retreat. And I promise you, if you got something serious going on in your body or you just want more energy, you want to feel better, I promise you, you come to Mountains of Hope. And we have a special grand opening offer going on right now. I promise you, you will feel amazing once you leave here. So today's guest is Naraj Naik. Naik? You can say that. Okay. I'll do. I'll do. Niraj Naik. Okay. Uh, he, he is a certified pharmacist turned holistic and breathwork expert, professional musician, serial entrepreneur, and a spiritual ceremony facilitator. In 2010, he healed from a chronic illness using holistic practices and soon realized he needed to share his knowledge with others who may be struggling with poor health and well-being. Welcome. Yes, honored to be here, Mike. You know, I'm so happy to have you here because, you know, you're, what, what, you had this illness, you healed, and now you, this is your life's work. Something similar happened to me. It wasn't me who was ill, but my wife. And so now that's became my life's work. And in, since doing all this, you know, for the last 15 years, I understand the, the power of breath work. But before we get into that, what, what is your story? What was the illness? What was going on? Where were you in life then? What happened? And then what is the result? Yeah, so I used to be a pharmacist, believe it or not. So I got a taste of my own medicine. I got very sick and I was actually uh, diagnosed with autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis. And then I was housebound for uh, almost a year. And this is where, uh, you know, I tried all the conventional medications, nothing worked. 
So I was left with two choices. I have my colon removed or be a guinea pig for a drug that hasn't been tested before, right? So, uh, you know, I had to make a bold choice because like I didn't want to be wearing a nappy for the rest of my life at 32 years old, right? Not very attractive when you go on a date, right? So, um, yeah, so I was pretty depressed and desperate. And they say God stands with gift of desperation. Well, in my most desperate moment, right, something happened, like a divine intervention which changed everything because a third path opened up, which was to put some actual trust into my own culture of yoga, pranayama, meditation, and Ayurveda, actually. And, you know, our generation have been educated out of our own heritage. You move to England, my parents moved to England, they, they get westernized. Um, I don't want to put it all on west. I don't want to put west versus east because that's not how it is. But they just got indoctrinated into a, a modern system of medicine. Uh, my mum's a doctor. And, and from that, I got educated out of my own uh, wisdom from the past. Even my grandma used to practice this stuff. I thought that was really uncool. So I had to put some trust and faith back into this. And boom. That's when I uh, learned simple breathing techniques from pranayama, which became a catalyst for full transformation within. It wasn't like just a, a cure because cure means bring somebody back to who they were before they got sick. No, no, this is transformation. I went from a, from you know this very depressed, disillusioned, sick person who hated the world and blamed everything for everyone for their problems to actually somebody who has now created a global breathwork movement you know around the world we've got over two and a half thousand instructors who are replicating what i've done and also customizing it based on their own experiences adding it to their own you know repertoire because a lot of amazing instructors out there with lots of different skills we teach them how to bring in these ancient uh, biohacking techniques based on breath uh, meditation and also music because actually music was a core part of yoga but it's kind of been forgotten about music's very healing and i've devised a system that makes all of these spiritual practices more fun and enjoyable and actually did you know that the word spiritual actually means to breathe oh it comes yeah it comes from the latin root word spirare which uh is breath so spiritual means to breathe. Inspire means to breathe in. Expire means to breathe out. Conspire means to breathe together. So I've got a big conspiracy that I'm, I'm plotting against, no, with the world, to get everybody breathing together because that's what we do. We get people to breathe together. And this creates an amazing effect of coherent breathing together. And music has this ability to, to synchronize breathing um, to a beat which then creates this harmonic resonance between a group. And actually, I think back in the day, like thousands of years ago, tribes would get together and breathe in unison, and this would create a more strengthening between the group, the harmony. And so this is why I've been replicating, because I feel we're, we're living in a world which is becoming more devoid of spirituality, of, of connecting to source, truth. And religion is playing a less of a part, you know, maybe rightly so, because it's become so dogmatic and devoid of truth in many areas. And I want to bring back us to the breath, because with the breath, we can cross all boundaries. It doesn't matter what color you are, what background you're from, what culture you're from. As long as you've got a pair of lungs and a heart beat, 
you can breathe and you can actually make a transformation. So this is what my mission is now. And it's interesting that, you know, the Bible says God breathes life into us, right? Exactly. So think about that. And so, you know, I, I read the book uh, Breathe by James Nestor, I believe is was the author. And, yeah, he's a friend. Okay, and I learned a lot from him. Okay, which, and really the, the primary thing, and for me, the way he does it is like I think five and a half breaths in, five and a half breaths out. You know, so that's a very way for, for a lot of people are dealing with anxiety and stuff right now, you know, and that's an easy way to get out of anxiety. Just focus on that breath. Because So what's happening chemically or energetically when we're breathing properly? What's going on with the nervous system in the body? So, yeah, so there's a difference between um, unhealthy breathing and normal breathing, right? There's, there's no such thing as correct breathing because... Breathing is like either unhealthy or normal, right? And that's actually should be like the case for everybody. But everyone's going to have slightly different patterns. So there's no one size fits all, right? But there is a normal way to breathe. So let me talk to you about what normal breathing looks like versus unhealthy. So we could actually do a little experiment right now. And I'll show you two different breathing patterns, okay? And you tell me which one makes you feel better. So let's first start with um, unhealthy breathing. Okay, we're gonna do an exaggerated form of unhealthy breathing, all right? Okay. So what you're gonna do, you're gonna breathe in through your mouth. Do that, keep going. In and out through your mouth, hyperventilating into the chest. What you're doing right now is you're doing this, we're just gonna do it for 20 seconds, don't worry. You're letting go of a very important gas called CO2. What you're also doing right. is you're breathing into your upper chest, right? right. Okay, pause, you can, you can come right. out, it doesn't feel good, right? <laughs> so what we're also doing is we're breathing into upper chest. So mouth breathing into the chest, what it does is it actually first reduces oxygen supply because oxygen um, absorption happens in the lower lungs. But what it also does is it breathes out CO2. Now CO2 is a very important gas. And in fact, I would say it's the prana in pranayama. Pranayama is the, um, you know, the ancient science of breathing from, from yoga. So uh, CO2 is the signal in your blood that tells your body where to drop off oxygen. It's a very important signal because otherwise we'd have inefficient breathing. We need this signal because otherwise you'd breathe in and the oxygen would fully go everywhere to every cell in your body and it would mean you need loads of oxygen you'll be over oxygenated in fact oxygen causes oxidative stress it causes stress on the body it actually in large concentrations will kill someone you know uh, ventilators okay you know during covid a lot of people put on ventilators a lot of people died on those ventilators because of this problem of oxygen so oxygen is actually one of these things that we have a um, unhealthy uh, codependent relationship with because you can't live without oxygen but it's also very difficult to live with oxygen because oxygen is stress all right so uh so we need to make oxygen our friend okay and co2 is a big part of this so if you breathe out all the co2 you actually let go of the signal that tells where to drop off oxygen which means the oxygen stays stuck to your red blood cells. That's why you feel lightheaded, a bit fuzzy. Right? Would you say so? Yeah. Yes. So let's now do the opposite. 
a different type of breathing pattern, which is more healthy. So now what you're going to do, you're going to breathe in through your nose, into the diaphragm. So you can put your hand on your uh, belly if you want. And imagine you're breathing actually into your lower lungs, but your belly's rising. So your lower lungs are in your back. So you're breathing in. The chest doesn't need to rise. And you're letting go of the subtle exhale through your nose. There's no force on the exhale, gentle exhale. So in for about one second, out for about two seconds. Then you're going to hold for four seconds. So let's try that over again. You can even do a slower inhale, in for two, out for three to four, and then an automatic pause. So let's try that for a few reps. So normal inhale, normal exhale, hold for four, three, two, one. Again, normal inhale, but remember, it's just a subtle inhale. It doesn't even look like you're breathing. Normal exhale, three, two, one. Again, normal inhale. Normal exhale, four, three, two, one. How does that feel? Feels Thanks. much calmer, much better, much everything. Can you explain to me, because I, I know... What what's the difference when it goes through the nose? Is it able to access the brain, and then when it goes through the mouth, it isn't. Is that what it is? No. So great question. All right, and it's kind of right. Okay. So when we breathe through the nose, the nose filters the air, it warms the air, conditions the air, and it kind of purifies like an air purifier. Kind of right? filters it. That's why we have hair. And yeah. Correct. So, but when you breathe through the nose, it also goes automatically to the diaphragm. It's very hard to breathe into your chest through your nose. Try it. It's not easy yeah. to just breathe into your chest. But with your mouth, yeah. it's easy, all right? Yeah. But with your nose, it pretty much becomes diaphragmatic breathing, okay? Yeah. But what the nose also does is it reduces the airflow. It limits the amount of air coming in and out, which allows CO2 to stay at the right balance in your blood. Yeah. Otherwise, so you, you can't you can't take in yeah. as much air through the nose as you can through the mouth, and so it's Correct. more regulated. And then it can and actually, work and this is the, the the paradox, right? Okay, actually, we need to breathe less, not more. A person who breathes less is healthier than a person who has to breathe more. If you look at somebody who's about to die, they're hyperventilating to their last breath right? So the goal is to breathe less, not more. This is something that the ancient knew thousands of years ago. And in fact, they devised a system called yoga or tantric yoga, which is all designed to increase your breath hold times, right? So your ability to hold your breath, which is a sign that you are very efficient using oxygen, you hardly need to breathe, you can hold your breath for long periods of time. But it also to slow your breathing rate right down, right? So it's under 10 breaths per minute, okay, at rest, and lower the better, all right, so uh, I'll give you an example, right, so a lot of uh, yogic practices that were developed thousand years ago were done by studying animals in nature, See. right, so animals that live a long time, like elephants, turtles, whales, okay, they breathe very slowly, like one to two breaths per minute, in fact, whales can hold their breath for two hours at a time, it's incredible. They they live 200 years or more. In fact, they're the, the oldest living creatures. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, the mammals that live the shortest time, because we're mammals, so let's compare to mammals, is rats and mice. 
Now they breathe at 150 to 300 breaths per minute. That's very fast, okay? And they only live one or two years, all right? But there's a strange creature that's a bit of an anomaly to this called the naked mole rat. The naked mole rat, the difference between that and normal rats is that it lives primarily underground in a very low oxygen environment, okay? But it also can hold its breath for 18 minutes at a time. And it lives 30 times longer than a normal uh, rat. It lives 30 years. And scientists try giving it cancer and diseases and it's so robust, it's like it can't get cancer. It's like superhuman rats, right? So I'm not saying that you need to be like whales or rats, okay? But what I'm saying is that you can choose to breathe like one or the other. We have the conscious yeah. control of our breath. That's what's amazing about human beings, right? We can consciously control our breath. We can allow it to run on autopilot, but we can also take control and slow it down, speed it up, hold our breath. We can do breath exercises that trains us to be more efficient at using oxygen. And this means with certain techniques, we can increase our breath hold times and we can slow our breathing rates down, make our oxygen efficiency like higher, and therefore we can actually reverse aging, because slow aging down and even prevent diseases. Because all of these techniques, what they also do is they get you to have efficient gaseous exchange of oxygen to your body tissue cells, which is the cells of your organs, your muscles, your joints, your tissues, not your blood cells. That's not what I, I'm worried about. Because a pulse oximeter, which you're, you're probably familiar with, it measures your bloodstream O2 levels. That's not as important as your body tissue oxygen levels. The body tissue oxygen levels is what matters when it comes to disease and longevity, right? That's what we need to, to solve. And that's and what does, because when, when you say that, I think by doing that, you reduce inflammation because inflammation leads to disease. So yes. we're, you're just talking backwards, right? So what, so what I heard you say is this oxidative stress is huge for the for our well-being and we're not even aware of it people aren't aware of it and so just simply just simply doing this podcast listening to me speak you're aging a little bit because every time you breathe you're creating oxidative stress reason why is because the little cells in your um, body have tiny little internal combustion engines called mitochondria right and that reaction of creating atp energy is exactly the same as the way you produce energy to drive your car from A to B. You have combustion engines, oxygen burns fuel, and that drives the pistons, yeah. right? Then you have the exhaust. And it creates heat and stress. Now, in the body, it's oxidative stress. Right. So just breathing makes you age. So if you can make breathing so efficient that you hardly need to breathe to make the same amount of energy, you reverse aging. This is what the yogis figured out. This is also why yogis go and live at the top of high mountains. I love the name of your retreat center, the Mountain of Hope. How high altitudes, okay? They did studies on the Austrian moderate altitude study was a study that showed that people who live at moderately high altitudes of 2,000 meters uh, high, right? They actually have less risk of cardiovascular diseases and general metabolic diseases, right? Compared to people who live at sea level. They've done a University of Navarro study um, in Spain. They did uh, Denver, Colorado did a study. Uh, University of Denver, Colorado, and they showed this correlation of living at high altitudes is better for your longevity. 
which is fascinating because that means you're less exposed to oxygen and you're you're actually climatizing to a low oxygen environment naturally which means you're efficiently breathing and having less need for oxygen so less wear and tear on your internal combustion engines I have to ask you one question because we have a protocol here at Mountains of Home called exercise with oxygen therapy, where we make pure oxygen, 93% pure oxygen. And while someone's on a bicycle, we put an oxygen mask on them. And then we can actually take them up to like 13,000 feet out, uh, elevation too. in this, while they're doing this training, have you heard of this before? Do you have an opinion on this or what is it? How does it feel to you? So, Firstly, I think it's better to train uh, with normal oxygen if you're going to do any kind of this sort of thing to get the benefits I'm telling you about, which is oxygen efficiency. If you're using oxygen gas, firstly, that can be quite dangerous. You have to be very careful. It's administered in the right way because pure oxygen can kill someone, right, and cause a lot of oxidative stress. So secondly, um, it's like cheating. It's like riding a bike with stabilizers. Now, it's okay for your purposes because you're going up to 13,000 feet where the oxygen right. is non-existent, right? So you right. need some kind of supplementation. Right. And it probably maybe helps with the climatization. Right. But I would love to see the studies on why yeah. you do it and what the yeah. benefits really are. Yeah, I'd like to explore that with you. Yeah. So, so you know, the the I've heard of Soma Breath. Um, I've even signed up and been part of your program. Nice. But the, the big name is Wim Hof. And, and, and I think, um, are people, and of course he, you know, you got a guy sitting in an ice bath all the time, but, but, but I think he does a lot of holographic breath work where you can somewhat hallucinate. Do, does Soma breath work teach that as well? So, so Wim's, Wim's a good friend of mine. In fact, I actually produced a soundtrack to the Wim Hof method. If you go to his app, all that music is my music and his YouTube videos is all my music. And Actually, I love Wim. He's an amazing ambassador of the breath, but he also opened the doors for people like myself. You know, he's he's like somebody I really admire and look up to. However, right, sometimes the way the method has been taught has kind of got lost in translation somewhat. Right. So actually, the Wim Hof method that's in his courses, the, the key method is breathing in and out um, kind of at a fairly moderate pace for 20 to 30 reps, right? Now, the point of that, why do we do that? Is because we're letting go of CO2. <sighs> Just for 30 reps, not too much. And then that allows you to hold your breath for much longer, maybe twice as long as you normally can, because CO2 is what tells your brain you need to inhale, okay. right? Yeah. So then you can hold your breath for a longer period of time. What that triggers then is a low oxygen state in the body called intermittent hypoxia, right? And that creates a cascade of positive stress hormones released that creates an adaptive change that makes your entire physiology more efficient using oxygen over time. That's why it's a great climatization technique. If you want to climb up to high altitudes quickly, you know, Wim would do that to be able to march up the mountain without getting altitude sickness, right? It's really good for that. But there's, there's also really cool side effects of this too, which is you get better cardiovascular strength. You can wake up stem cells out of circulation. You can uh, lower inflammation. There's a 
whole cascade of reactions that happen because of nitric oxide being released, nitric oxide sulfate, which is a very intense um, reaction that creates this adaptive change. Even stem cells come out of circulation because stem cells hate oxygen. So they hide in your body where there's low oxygen and then they go out when you lower the oxygen with your breath holds and they go to where there's inflammation. So that's why WIM has such dramatic results with that method, all right, in terms of helping people with many different issues. However, this also their equivalent techniques in pranayama, right? So in pranayama, we with soma breath, we've done it more musically. Sim we have we have a pharmacy of techniques. So one of the techniques is similar with like what Wim's doing with the long breath holds, and we get very good results because what we're doing now is mimicking what free divers do. So free divers use a slightly different technique to what Wim does, where uh, you do slow rhythmic breathing, okay, much slower, and you do that for a slightly longer generation. It also breathes out CO2, but it also doesn't put stress on the body. It keeps you more relaxed, and then you can hold your breath even longer because you're very relaxed. And because the slow rhythmic breathing also helps uh, saturate your body tissue cells with oxygen too. So we found this way of doing it is more effective. And then I use music and it creates a very beautiful meditative experience. But here's the thing. These, these sessions that we do are like long in duration sometimes. How, so how like, long? How long approximately? Like minimum, you, you know, you can do five minutes, 10 minutes. Then we have 20 minutes. We have 40, 60 minutes, sometimes two hour long epic breath sessions, which then also turn into more holotropic style uh, techniques using the Kevala breath technique from Pranayama, which takes you into these altered states of consciousness. So, so yeah, so with Wim, you can do it on the fly, boom, no music required, just do it at any moment. It's, you know, at your tips, fingertips all the time. You know, we teach this as well. And, you know, Wim has been an ambassador and brought this to the masses, which is amazing. Um, right. But when it, what you asked about was the hallucination type right. of breath that he does. Yeah. So Wim also does that, but that's not what he primarily teaches. However, sometimes it gets confused with what method he's teaching. And people think that that's the Wim Hof method. And that's how you do Wim Hof method. So they'll do really intense hyperventilation for too long. And then they'll hold their breath and then they'll pass out and they'll hurt themselves and do it in water. And, and you know, hopefully they're not in the ice bath. Yeah. When they're passing out. Some right. people have done that and disaster right, has right. happened. So so right. it, that's the one thing. So in Soma Breath, what we try and do is teach every technique like it's the pharmacy of techniques. Which technique to do when, what indication, what's the contraindication, what technique to do when not to do it, how to do it, who to do it with. Yeah. So we give the whole spectrum of pharmacy of techniques. So I have to go back to you being a young man in your 30s with this colon disease. How did you... I know it's from your heritage, but but how did it get reinvigorated? What was the trigger? And then what was the breathing technique that brought you to good health? Wow. So, yeah, great question. So I'm going back in time. So like actually this you'll resonate with. So there was a couple of things that happened at the same time. First one was um, first related to the breath where my Swami yoga is a yoga teacher in the UK called Swami Ambikananda runs the traditional yoga association. She said to me, look, you got a gift here. If you can transform this, 
you're going to be a great role model for other people because you've got a lot of passion to help others. That gave me some hope back. And she taught me some simple pranayama breathing techniques of breathing in for, um, say, two to four seconds, breathing out for twice the length of time, rhythmically, over and over, it switches off the stress response. Okay, and then breath holds. Doing similar like what Wim does, the breath holds. It's called kumbhaka in pranayama. All right? So I was doing that, okay, and I loved it. It was great. And I found I was getting into very deep meditative states because I like listening to meditation music. And I started to get into all this manifesting stuff because my uncle gave me a book at the same time. He said, read this book. This might actually open your mind. And it was actually written by a pharmacist in the 1940s. I think it was 1940s called Dr. Joseph Murphy. You may have heard of it. Oh, I, that, that book changed my life. The Power of Subconscious Mind. Yeah, you even have the same name, right? So oh, yeah, the best book ever written, in my opinion. So, I mean, so I took I some, yeah, yeah. So I took some inspiration from that, and I was like, "What if I combine this simple breathing pattern with brainwave music?" See, I used to be a music producer, and I actually used to run raves back in the day. That's what I thought I was going to do. And then, long story short, I lost everything. Became a pharmacist. But I lost my passion for making music because the commercial music industry was horrible. I tried to get into that world and wasn't resonating with my soul. And also music had lost its meaning. And I, when I healed myself, I realized I found a meaning for music again, which has already been written about in the Vedas, all right? which is the use of rhythm and sound to alter your brainwave states to be able to speak to the God within, the Atman within. So... This is where was what Dr. Joseph Murphy was talking about, speaking to the unconscious mind in a kind of an alpha brainwave state, right? In a meditative state, scientific prayers, he called it, right? So I developed my own system of scientific prayers using this breathing pattern, music, and that went on to create um, my own first business, okay, uh, called Tripnor Meditation, where I made like brainwave music, and then therapists started using it, like Marissa Peer is a hypnotherapist, and then other healing spas around the world side using it. So this was like epic, like journey. But because of the power of subconscious mind, I think I had a, a, an ability to rewire fear because autoimmune is the fear manifest. The breath hold techniques helped me become more efficient and getting the oxygen back to, to create the healing uh, response. But then also it became a catalyst for going deeper into my culture and understanding Ayurveda and what's the right diet and what's the wrong diet for my condition. Because when I went to the hospital, the consultant told me stress doesn't make any difference, diet doesn't make any difference, oh. basically shut up, take the pills, and that's it. So I was like lost, I didn't know what to do. So thank God I found Dr. Joseph Murphy's book because that, boom, that was a catalyst. I, I couldn't agree more. But okay, so now, what was going on in your body to to the cause that healing was it was it the reduction of stress was the subconscious you know as dr murphy talks about you know healing yourself within like dr joe Dispenza talks about the field of infinite possibilities if you can see it there you can bring it here and just it's all, it's all the same right it's all energy vibration frequency but what physically in the 3d world what was the breath doing to your to your body was it getting rid of the oxidative stress getting rid of total stress what do you think the healing mechanism with that work yeah. was? So we have two sides of the nervous system, right? The uh, sympathetic and the parasympathetic. So the parasympathetic deals with rest and digest. 
So when with colitis, autoimmune, you've gone through a period of intense stress, and and this is creating a uh, confusion in the immune system. So you've got to rewire the programming of the cells, consciousness. You have to bring back the trust, right, internally. So the breath, what it does is it helps you harmonize the nervous system, bring it more into balance. So it's not one extreme or the other. Usually what happens with colitis and autoimmune is it goes from extreme sympathetic to extreme parasympathetic. So it switches and it goes extreme. And what you need is balance because that's harmony, right? Harmony in the body is not intensely parasympathetic, it's not intensely sympathetic. It's more harmonic, right? So the rhythmic breathing restores balance. The meditative states helps you rewire and reprogram the operating system of the mind, which if your mind is a software, it's the operating system, you have viruses that get built up over time, such as universe hates me, uh, there's no such thing as God, the, God doesn't have my back even if it exists, um, I hate everyone, I hate my job, I'm miserable, there's no way out of this, there's no hope, so I might as well die, right? So then your immune system goes, right, I'll help you out. Right, so then you have to require this. You have to, yeah, exactly. So you'll get what you wish for, what you your command is. So you have to make a new command, right? So what I started to get into really deeply then was the power of using symbols that you can use to re-imprint a more positive imprint. Can you give us some examples of some of the symbols you used? Yeah. So, um, so actually, the uh, the brain works very well through images and colors, right? So visuals. So I'm not very visual, but I can see colors and that's all you need. And what you need to also know is the area. If you can feel, if you can point to where you feel pain or disease, like most people can assess where they feel it. If you can point to it, right, then you can change it. You can point to it and you can see a color that's associated and represented it and you can rewire it. And through a process, what I call rhythmic color breathing, we can actually breathe in the light, the healing light of love, of universe, of infinite possibilities. You can breathe that in and release the old that doesn't serve you. All it's doing is reformatting the drive. It's not hocus-pocus, it's not magic, it's... It's oh, just it's, mental reprogramming. It's more real than this world we think was real, right? Yes. Which is an old yeah, thing, yeah. right? When you're, yeah. when you're doing the color breath work, are you using the same colors that identify with each chakra or how do you go about that? No, no, you don't, you don't need to know even any of that because really the color is going to be individual. So what's your... Well, so if I have pain here, I'm going to associate this color with it and you yes. might associate that color. And the, the healing light of love and the universe and God or whatever you want to call it is going to have your own color that represents that. Someone else might, yeah. quite often it's like a white golden color, right? But not everyone has that. Some people have blue, some people have indigo, right? And others for, for darkness and pain don't always see black and darkness. They see other colors, yellow maybe or muddy green or whatever. So everyone's got a unique way of representing uh, something they don't want and what they want to call in. So once you know that, you can rewire the brain. It's very simple. Yeah.
That's all you got to do. Yeah. But you've got to, and also with the breath, what we can do is you can start creating a vision of what you really want. So one of the, my my healing tricks was uh, to tell my story as though it's already happened. So what yeah. I envisioned was writing my book of my healing journey, becoming a bestseller, and it's already it's already happened. So I tell the story as though it's already happened. And what you do is then use the breath to actually conjure up and invoke a very orgasmically high ecstatic state of being so this is like an a uh, feeling a feeling you're getting state. a feeling yes yeah. you're amplifying yeah. a an emotion of that actually yeah. if you look at it biochemically it's oxytocin dopamine right and endorphins and and the endocannabinoid system becoming harmonized yeah that combination yeah. with an affirmation a vision of what you really want okay which you can transform into a color that you breathe into every cell of your being. That done with a breathwork journey, that's what I've created is these breathwork journeys that does that for you, takes you on that journey. So why we call it a journey. And it creates extraordinary results. Like I've got like a case study on my YouTube channel you can watch where a lady, all she did was my limitless daily dose, I call it, because it gives you this dose of intermittent hypoxia, that positive state I was telling you about before right, that simulates high altitude training. So she just did this one track that gives you two rounds of that with a limitless um, meditation, which I use, I, you create a movie in your mind and you project what you want in the movie and then you breathe in that light, right? So it's very simple vision uh, exercise. And she went from having, almost having her whole gut taken out. She was gonna be on, uh, she was basically, puking up her own shit basically that's how bad her condition was she had extremely bad um, fibromyalgia she was going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life boom just with that track she has now transformed her life and she's not been in a wheelchair she's in the best shape ever and she became one of our instructors and now she's leading breathwork sessions and teaching people what she did to heal and like wait and that's just one i've got so many of those and she wakes up to these, I mean, sorry, my, me, I wake up to these like, testimonials every day, right? And, and what's amazing about this is that my instructors do too. And that, when you, when you tap into that feeling, it's so incredible, that feeling, that sensation of gratitude and fulfillment, that if you can tap into that as though it's already happening now, when, when you haven't maybe achieved that yet, but it, it's something that you would love to have, you can tap into that. That has the power to heal you because you know that when you get better, if you can just teach one person to do what you just did, you've got a new lease of life. You've got a new purpose for your life because the you, feeling you, you, you get from you healing someone else is magic. Well, what, what's, fascinating, what's fascinating to me right now is that you know, I, I said the topic of the show was, can a human being actually heal themselves naturally? I didn't know you were, I didn't know your story with your colon. I didn't know the story you're just going to tell me, but I know that's what we teach here at Mountains of Hope, that everything nice. that we need to heal is already within, but no one ever teaches us this. And so, yeah. so we have to learn through these difficult things. And then thank God the world is shifting. People like you are coming along and other people are coming along and teaching this, but but here's the big question for you and me. 
how do we get people to open their eyes and, and get rid of the shed the brainwashing? You know, I grew I'm 66. I grew up in America. I'll tell you exactly how it went. Okay, the first show was Dark Dr. Marcus Welby. Little old guy lived in his house, house doctor. Everybody came, he healed him, he made house calls, he carried his little bag, everything worked. Next one in the 70s, UCLA Medical Center. Okay, uh, all these sexy doctors and nurses fornicating and healing and having fun. And, and that's the place. Go to the doctor, go to the hospital, get healed. Next one is house shit. You've never heard of one in a billion people have it. They cure it. Okay. And, and so they brainwash us that, that they are the answer. The guy with the butcher <laughs> coat and the stethoscope around his neck. And, 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 and so now I, I, I just lost a very dear friend. I mean, it broke my heart. Okay. And I just kept saying, please come here and detox. Please come here and detox. Mm. He does a risky bone marrow transplant and a week later he's gone. I mean, mm. how, how, do, how do we break that brainwashing? So that's like the billion dollar question, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to so, ask you a billion dollar question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big one. So so my, that's my mission, right? So the only way we can really do it is through education. Yes. It's the only way. And to actually pass it on in a way where people can become empowered to make a career out of it. So how did the medical industry, let's reverse engineer what they did. They created a system of education of doctors that they became their best salespeople. The doctors are their ambassadors and then you need a nurse and then so on. You, you then you need a pharmacist and you got an industry now, right? We need to create, we have to do business, unfortunately. So we need to create a new industry where we empower people to make a, an impact by learning valuable skills. So this is what we've done with Sermon Breath. Right now, we're, we're just starting out. We've got two and a half thousand instructors, early days yet, but I want to have a million instructors if possible, right? So that's our trajectory. We're heading towards that direction. And I believe that everyone who, like yourselves, um, could create some kind of training, right, which gives a certificate, right? Maybe you create a franchise of your clinics. So more, more empowered, um, enlightened uh, uh, entrepreneurs there are in this space, the faster this will grow, right? And the more uh, we connect with each other, right? The more we, we create our own little bond and club. Yeah. Yep. Right, yep. which is a big club, it's a global one. Um, yep. The more we work together in harmony, the better this whole thing will scale. Yep. And this is what this is what all of the 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 farmer big farmer people have done. They've they have their networks. They all do work together. They all you know they own the media. They own you know they own, own the, the government. The government. <laughs> they own the government. They own everything. Right. So. They did it and they took a long time to get there, but they're focused, they work really hard, they're very disciplined, and they're we hell bent on, on doing this because it makes them so much money, right? But we're doing it for a different reason. We're doing it for yes, there's the values, difference. transformation. Yes. We're doing it for the soul. So we're I do believe as long as- We're doing it for our kids and grandkids, you know, the, the next the, generation of humanity. Exactly, we're doing it for making this world a better place. So. I believe that there is a darkness and light dance that goes on and it has done for eternity. And when you actually awaken, 
you realize it's just a dance and then one can't exist with the, the other. We have a purpose right now because of the dark that exists in the world. That's true. Good point. Right. So, so we have to dance with them, but that doesn't mean we have to play like all the time with them, but we can learn a lot from them and we can then use that to scale the light more. But we also can have to understand that we also have the light and dark within us too. And yes. one of the problems and what holds back this industry of wellness is the ego sometimes of the of the entrepreneurs and and how they become like you know too cagey and not wanting to share or not wanting to network and and you know that can be what holds us back it can create oh. conflicts rather than growth and collaborations yeah and you're right on the money but i know in my heart and soul i'll share everything i got here I want to I want to help as many people. And one of the biggest things about Mountains of Hope Experience is we have three hours of education and meditation every day, and then we have two classes a day: breath work, rebounding, yoga, movement. So all these kind of things, because because education is the secret. Once I what if you explain to me the, why this breath work is going to heal me and what it's going to do for me and how it's going to make my then of course it makes perfect sense. But but no one ever teaches us that until what we're sick. And then when yeah. we're sick, where do we go? And they just write a piece of paper and we go to a pharmacist and they mm. give us a magic potion that's going to heal us, right? And it doesn't work. It's, yeah. a, it's a flawed system. So the cool thing about the breath is that first is free. You can't run out of it. And everyone breathes, right? Well, most people have got a pair of lungs and a heart. Okay, so uh, what I've tried to do with this is to take techniques that if you do them in the sequence creates an amazing preventative effect but also a strengthening effect because strength is the number one factor for longevity and 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 health and and quality of life in old age so you want to work towards strength so strengthening the cardiovascular system with your breath is very possible with these techniques but if you just tell somebody to breathe and do the technique they often forget or it's boring, it's monotonous. So I try to make them as fun and cool as possible so it reaches the mainstream. Because the kids live in a, a world right now which is full of distraction. And the, the people that are cool and trendy are not really conscious. <laughs> they're, they're being programmed and brainwashed and controlled to a certain degree. So what we need to do is redefine what is cool. Yeah. And this is happening, we're doing it with Summer Breath and then what's cool will become taking care of your health, you know, doing what's right and doing it in a fun, cool way that's that's trendy. And that's what we're trying to do with the music. I've got like myself, I've got uh, cutting edge DJs and well-known artists who are producing music with me and it's working, it's, it's starting to scale. And, you know, that's why I'm in Ibiza. It's kind of my little, um, uh, you know, my, uh, sneaky tactic to to tap into the conscious unconsciousness of um of the dance music scene to to spread this in a covert way to the to the mainstream I in a fun that. cool way Uh, sorry. 
Hello. Oh shit! You froze. I froze. Someone froze. Yeah. Can, can you hear me now? That's better. Yeah. Yep. Did, did you hear my question? No. Okay. So I, I have to ask every musician this. So my understanding is that prior to the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, and everything music was um, um, synchronized to 432 hertz, which is harmonic, very harmony, right? And then they changed it to 440, which is more chaotic. Have you ever heard that? Does that resonate with you? Uh, okay. So. So that you're going down that rabbit hole, right? Well, I'm going to say something that a lot of people maybe listen to this won't like, and that that, that thing is complete nonsense, right? Okay. So uh, I fell down that rabbit hole too, and I actually made that music, and I thought, oh, this is so cool. Oh, wow, the Nazis de uh, changed the tuning and just to brainwash us all. Well, I looked into it. It's fabricated. It's, it's one of those distractions. There's no real science to it. And also remember, like Hertz is somebody in more recent times, right? Yes. yes. That was in the last hundred years, the term Hertz came, frequencies measured in Hertz. We didn't have that before Hertz came along, right? So you can't say that the ancients tuned their things to 432 Hertz. Right, right. Because they didn't even know what Hertz was. There was no such thing as a Hertz. Right. So they would not have been able to do it because all instruments were going to be tuned at slightly different frequencies. It's They didn't have like devices where they could specifically measure the frequency that the sitar is tuned to or the Tibetan bowl. They, they just didn't have those devices to measure in hertz. But every ancient instrument would have had a slightly different tune. Maybe one was 440, one was 142, one was you know four three four or whatever it's going to be slightly in that range all right so they did it by ear and feeling and actually i did an experiment right because i fell down this rabbit hole so i said all right let me try this experiment i i made a track and i called it i did it with two 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 little uh shenanigans that are out there one is four three two hertz the other one's five two eight hertz right so five two eight yeah th i'm gonna ask you yeah. about that other other shenanigans so the 432 hertz experiment I did was I made a track that had no tuning to it at all, no 432 hertz. I didn't even think it was in in A. It was in different keys, so it was in a totally different tuning. I put it up there and I called it on YouTube 432 hertz, right? Soothing, relaxing, mind expanding, consciousness evolving, you know, all the keywords. And then I saw the comments. Oh my God, this is changing my life. Oh, wow. This, <laughs> four, four, this 432 hertz is really divine and all this. And there's a stream of comments. And I was, I didn't have, I didn't want to spoil the magic. So I didn't say, sorry, I was just joking. This isn't a 432 hertz, but you all fell for it. It's a placebo effect, right? So I didn't want to say that. I kept, I don't want to spoil the magic. I've spoiled the magic now for everyone who's this. this. <laughs> but the same thing goes for 528 Hertz. I actually tried to look into that too. And it was invented by a guy called Leonard Horowitz. Yeah, I, yes, I'm familiar. Yeah. And he said that there was a guy called Robert something, Puleo or something like that, who wrote a book based on the Bible codes. He dissected the Bible codes, which came from the Bible. And he said there were solfeggio frequencies. Again, there was no Hertz back in the day of the Bible. So how do they measure in frequencies of Hertz? So that's one giveaway. So anyway, but he says that these are sacred codes and that the C should be tuned to five to eight Hertz. Now, 
if you if you look at that scale and you use the scale that he says and you try and make music with it because i tried it's horrible it sounds just discordant and out of tune and not nice so i just you know kind of um debunked that one and i went back to just doing what i like to do is make music from the heart from the soul because what i was noticing what was happening was people getting paranoid about music like a, a track would come on the radio and they'll be like oh my god it's not four four three two hertz i'm gonna get brainwashed by the nazis this was actually happening you could hear the conversations going on in forums how they can never listen go into a supermarket again because they play music through the speakers at four three uh, four forty hertz yeah crazy stuff like that and that's yeah. nonsense but I would say one thing, though. This is yeah. one thing that does have a bit more credibility to it. And that was the theory of MP3s causing stress on the brain because of the the degraded quality of the audio. Now, this could have some science to it because we used to have vinyl, right? Vinyl creates music through uh, analog. And analog is a whole complete spectrum of sound. So that sound sounds warmer, sounds more soothing, and it feels different to a digital MP3. Now, a good quality MP3, it almost sounds exactly like analog. It's hard to tell the difference, but really good ears can tell the difference. But the degraded MP3s, which are like low quality, which is highly compressed audio, which you're going to hear quite often on internet, um, you know, even maybe on the radio it could be causing brain stress because your brain is trying to compensate for the lack of quality and fill in the blanks. Well, actually, the music is created in the in between the notes, right? In the silence. Silence, right? yeah. Very Which true. Yeah, it's a rhythm. Yeah. So where do you see this going, um, the world? Um, I know you're conscious. I know you're awake. I know you're passionate. And, and you want to make the world a better place. How do you see this playing out the next five years or so? So the world at the moment is imperfectly perfect. This is the big realization I had like many years ago when I did actually Ayahuasca was when I had that first download and it was given to me through this very powerful visioning experience. And I looked back in my life and I thought, actually, you know what? The world is perfectly imperfect or imperfectly perfect right every bad event that's happened in my life has always led to something good and quite often good events have at least led to something bad right it's not all like a perfect ride right and actually that gives me um this roller coaster of emotions that makes life more exciting yeah right? otherwise life would be boring if you just have it all in fact a lot of billionaires get miserable because their life is too predictable Right, there's no surprises left, so they get depressed and then they do crazy shit, mad stuff, right? And so, like nuclear bombs and wars and stuff, right? They're going so, to take over the world with a pandemic. Yeah, that's what else you're gonna do, right? So, so that's what we're we're up against is that we live in a world now where there is a lot of money, wealth created, enormous sums of it, which gives a lot of power to a very few groups of people who are insane because they're quite often they're bored. I've met a few billionaires and a lot of them are just bored, frustrated. They don't know what to do. Now, I believe that through darkness comes the light and through the light also comes darkness because everything is white light. Right? Duality. 
Yeah. So there's a dichotomy, a polarity, and a pendulum. The light always shifts from dark to light, dark to light. So what I believe right now we're going through is one of those compressed moments of darkness. The end of Kali Yuga is coming, right? I mean, in a couple of years, we're going to transition into the next age. And through that will come massive upheaval and change, transformation on a scale that we've never seen before in our lifetimes, right? And we're going we're gonna to strap ourselves in and enjoy the ride. But I do believe that as long as you do the right thing, right? You stay true, true to your truth. I do believe that the light will emerge out of the darkness. And if we all die, right? At least you'll die with a conscience that's pure and happy. And you'll be reincarnated into the next plane of existence that's going to be way better. But if you don't die you're going to end up in a place that is way more epic than you could ever imagine. Like it's going to be incredibly, amazingly abundant, epic. And maybe Colombia is where it's at. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I believe that. Where, where, where are you? You're Estonia, right? You Estonia? No, I'm in Ibiza. Ibiza. That's where you live? Yeah, Spain. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you're right about Columbia. I think you're, I'm, you're right on with it. I believe you're right on with everything you just said, because I agree with all that. And that's kind of how I see it. And that's why we're doing Mountains of Hope. And and along those lines, Mountains of Hope, I hope you will consider being on our curriculum and zooming in for our signature retreat. Sure. I'm going to come in person. We can't wait to have you and your lovely wife, Natasha. And um, you'll love it here. And you will love it. Yeah. Very special time. I mean, before I go, I know you got a, you're working on a new book called Breath Works. Breath Works, yeah, it's a play on words. Yeah, and, <laughs> and there's something, there's something that I read that I want to ask you about. Two things left, and then three things. So first of all, combining music and voice to reset your brain. What do you yeah. mean by that? What do you mean by that? Cool. All right. So this is an interesting one actually, because um, you can do a lot with the breath and the voice, right? So, so we want to reset the brain. What does that really mean? So imagine your mind is an operating system, okay? And your mind, where is your mind? Never mind. <laughs> it's impossible to know where the mind is, okay? But we have this mind and we often uh, uh, like assume it's in our brain. But actually the mind is every cell of the body. It's the consciousness of... Your it's, a bacteria, it's a bacteria in the gut. <laughs> including that too. Yeah, yeah. All of it. Everything. So so our mind is a very special thing. But we, we have what we call the brain is like the nervous system. Okay. And the nervous system uh, actually responds very automatically given the situation. So sometimes we will react and say something stupid out of fear, out of like anger, right? And it happens and then afterwards you regret it. And you're like, why did I just say that? Okay, now your mind gets filled with then guilt, regret, okay? But your brain <laughs> is very powerful. It can be more powerful than the mind, right? So what we have to do all right, because the brain is the body, right? We have to learn how to control the mind through the body. That's the secret, right? So the breath, okay, allows you to tap in to the body, 
right? Because it's the bridge between the mind and body, the breath. It's the one thing that runs on autopilot that we can also consciously control. Through conscious control of your breath, we can bring harmony and balance. Because just rhythmic breathing for a few minutes, just simple rhythmic breathing, breath awareness, breathing in a rhythm, even if you just count in and out, in for five beats, out for five beats, over and over, or four beats, whatever you want, whatever your rhythm is, just do that. What happens is then your mind gets tuned in to one single point of awareness, right? The breath already causes harmonization because when you breathe in, your heart rate goes up a bit. When you heart, uh, breathe out, your heart rate goes down a bit. So when you breathe in a perfect rhythm, you create a harmony to all the cells in your body because every cell in function is rhythmic. We have biorhythms, which are all subservient to the rhythm of your breath. That's why the rhythmic breathing is so important. But when we do this rhythmic breathing as well, and we just focus on the breath, okay, what you're doing is you go into a single point focus, right? And what that does is it's taking away the mind awareness from the voice in the head. So we have a part of the brain, which is the brain's version of the ego that worries about the future, gets hung up on the past, it gets confused, it gets critical, it judges. It can also be very nice and say nice things, all right? But it can also, in a times of stress, be annoying, right? And cause stress and tension. Because any word in your vo in your head, any voice, you know, the speaking part, when it when it's internal, creates some tension and, and action. And that tension causes people to become rigid. People who are very tense are usually got fight, a very fight, busy minds. Fight or fight or flight. Fight or flight. Yeah, yeah. Glands releasing all these chemicals and they feel like shit. Yeah, and their monkey mind is going crazy, right? So they get tense. They chew a lot as well, grind their teeth because their their mind is very active. So in order to let go of tension and, and even reset, okay, just rhythmic breathing, breath awareness, quietens the voice in the head, slows it down, quietens it down to the point where it fades away into the background and you're not even aware of it anymore. And that is like a defrag for the brain. It's amazing. It lets go of tension. It releases stress. And you get blood flow to areas of your body that you haven't had blood flow before. It's phenomenal. Where's the sound? Where, where, what kind of sound? Where, what do you use the sound? Here, how do you use the sound in this? Oh, so sound. Um, so I'm just giving you a few. And I'm, I'm breaking down my uh, sequence that is the logic for my breath journeys, right? So we start with rhythmic breathing and awareness to one single point but the other the other way you can do it is also with sound so you just tune into sound okay so you can you can meditate just on a single sound that has a similar effect right same effect so we use music sound to create a single point of focus then we use rhythmic breathing but then what we also do is breath holds and when you hold your breath after the exhale with no air in the lungs is like pressing pause on life because Life is a series yeah. of inhales, exhales. Yeah. Press pause on your breath. Press pause on life. That's the real defrag. Wow. And you go into the most deepest meditative state you can possibly get into. And you're holding your breath for a long period. So your, your default mode network quiets right down. And boom, you have this extraordinary sense of awareness that comes up. Right? So that's the logic of what we do. But then there's one other aspect, which is humming. You can do humming. Hum, humming, not only does that produce nitric oxide in abundance, the miracle molecule for the body, right, has many different health benefits, 
from stabilizing blood pressure to uh, antiviral, antimicrobial effects, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant. So it's really good. That's why chanting Aum is so good. Yeah, but also exactly. it's a single point of meditation. Aum. If you just do that, close your eyes, it's really hard to, to think of anything else. So right. it's a meditation too. So we make a sequence of all of what I just shared to create an amazing mental reset, right? By working on the body to control the mind and bring peace. I got it. Have you heard of this product called a shift wave? Shift no. wave. It's a zero. We have two of them here at Mountain Top. They're like 10 grand Ooh. each. They're wow. zero gravity chairs. Amazing. And in the back of the chair are these, these things that pound your lymph system. Ah. And you're blindfolded and you have headphones. And then there's a there's a guided meditation. And it's all of and then you put a thing on your finger and it's tapped into your breathing and it measures your HRV. But this guided meditation, there's a lot of breath holes. A lot of breath holes nice. on empty out and hold, breathe in and hold. And I gotta tell you, it is a powerful, powerful um way to start the day and end the day that's it we should put some soma tracks on there so well, no, we're going to make soma soma is going to be the um the breath uh work for mountains of hope so you know the NFL, all these sponsors mountains of hope has we are so, so oh, we've just chosen soma breath well i'm coming to visit you know we have some big doctors coming here december 2nd for a week for an influencer retreat but this is more of a more doctors i'm mean, big name doctors like you so you're invited if you want i'm to thinking march december 2nd march march i can come because i'm going to be on that side of the world okay perfect so best what's your favorite type of medicate meditation or do you have one what do you what do you use um guided, guided try to sit silent What's your, what's depends your on the intention what the purpose is so like i use meditation for uh complete just reset like i just showed you so just different breath awareness techniques or tuning into sound right but then there's creative visualization techniques which is also like a form of meditation which you can use to create change so i can take people on a guided meditation journey where if they've had a deep like back pain for example for years they can't get rid of i can release that pain in just a few minutes through a creative visualization technique so there's different types of meditation depends on the the use but then sometimes i use just um very soothing music to get really like expanded with my creativity to come up with new ideas and and to allow my thoughts instead of stilling my thoughts i allow my thoughts to just express themselves freely as as wildly and vividly as I can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last question. So there's a Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation that I love, where you're popping open your pineal gland and you're focusing on that cerebral spinal fluid and you're raising more and more from the base of your spine using breath work, using squeezing your perineum, tightening your muscles, try to get that cerebral spinal fluid up past the thirty third vertebrae pop up in the pineal gland, almost have an orgasm in the mind. Are you familiar with that kind of meditation? And do you have your own that you use to open your pineal gland? Yeah, th so that type of uh, meditation that he's doing or breath control techniques is in pranayama called uh, Antara Kumbhaka. So what you're doing is you're breathing in and then you're also you're using the Ashwini Mudra or uh, Mula Bandha where you breathe in and you 
Ashwini mudra is when you make it into a pump. So we do that. And that creates like a, a bliss pump. I call it the bliss pump. But this um, technique, you breathe in and you contract up, which is your pelvic floor. The muscles around your sphincter are connected to your nervous system. Right. Right. That's why like in Tantra, you do prostate massages and it right, creates right. a total vagus nerve reset. Right. So anyway, that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a yeah. funny story real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother retreat. We're going to end the show with this one, okay? <laughs> but this, yeah, this contraction, it's, yeah, it's called Antara Kumbhaka. So it comes from Pranayama. And we use that as one of our, the end of our sequence of rhythmic breathing and breath holds. I got to tell you a story. Are you familiar with myofascial release? Yeah. And I love this. And all this. Okay, so I'm a big so fan. I'm doing two week myofascial release three times a day. And the guy says to me, do you want to do some floor work? And I go, I'm thinking I'm going to get on the floor, right? And I go, I don't care. Whatever you think. I think it was floor work. But Next thing I know, his finger's up my ass. And he's like, you know, <laughs> and, 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 trying to reset some. It was the weirdest thing of my life. And so that's so, it. You did some tantra. I guess I did. Yeah. And so, so, so pelvic floor. He meant pelvic floor work. Pelvic floor. He wanted to do some pelvic, but he didn't say pelvic. He said floor. <laughs> so, so, and his name is Rob. And he, and he actually turns out he is gay. And 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 oh, so okay, I see where that's going. <laughs> so, well, hang on. So the next day, the, the next, so you have three different people working on you every day. So the next session, uh, the girl comes in and says, "Hey, you want to do some floor work?" I go, "No, I already went to third base with Rob. I think I'm good for the day." <laughs> Amazing. That's brilliant. I just want to sincerely thank you for taking time to be with us. I look forward to working with you, spending more time with you, um, taking your courses, learning more about your breath technique. Um, and it's something that we really, really, it's a big part of the experience in Mountains of Hope because yes. you know you know much more than I do, the power of breath for healing. And so oh, yeah. uh, just thank you. And before you go, um, where can people go find Soma Breath Work, find your new book and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, great. So the best thing to do is very simple. Go to my Instagram, Niraj Naik Official, and just DM me, DM direct message, the word breath, right? Just do that and you'll get a link. And on that page, you're going to get a free access to my, my one of my best meditations and where the book is and all the information about the book and loads of cool free stuff, free training, um, all on me. So yeah. That's the, all you need to do. DM the word breath to Neurogenic Official. Instagram. Thank you so much. In closing, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. I could talk to him all day long and learn about this stuff because I know this is real medicine. This is real stuff that's going to make your life better and healing. I really appreciate all the people subscribing, the thumbs up, but more importantly, sharing. If there's something here that resonated with you and you know somebody in your life that this could really help, please share it with them. It takes nothing, okay? And what the world needs right now is we need to realize that we're all connected. And when you help someone else, you're helping yourself. But it doesn't come back 5X, 10X. It comes back 50X. You will be blessed if you get out of yourself and invest in others like Naraj is doing, like I'm trying to do. This is what the world needs now today. Until next time, go out there, live with passion, and manifest the life of your dreams. Yes, yes.
Namaste. Thank you from the bottom of my heart and supporting me in bringing my message of hope, health, and abundance to as many people as possible. Will you please like, subscribe, and share this podcast episode, and I hope one day to meet you at Mountains of Hope, a place for deep healing and transformation.